Hi, I'm Carl Payton, pastor of Transformation Church RVA. I wanted to take a moment and thank you for checking out this sermon. I also wanted to bring to your attention something that is close to our hearts here. While our team has prayed that this message would stir within you a desire to know more about Jesus and be more like Him, our desire is that it would only be supplemental to your faith journey and not replace the church and faith community God has called you to be a part of locally. With that said, engage with us over the next 30 to 40 minutes as we dig into the Word of God proclaimed. My heart's heavy today, as I'm sure many of you are as well. What a wild season we're in. Um, I'm glad we're to the point in this moment where our priorities can help us shift our hearts by prioritizing worship. You can feel it. Don't you feel the encouragement of the Holy Spirit within you just by lifting up the name of Jesus? Yeah. And there are many things, and we're going to be speaking on this a little bit later on, but there are so many today um, waking up to more news of protesting and riots and people who don't feel heard and, and business owners who are waking up to damage this morning and people dying and being killed without cause. My heart is torn today because what we're witnessing is not, it's not, much of it's not fair. And, and look, if you've lived longer than five minutes, you've seen it, you've felt it, life is not fair. But today, I just want to declare to you that God is still on the throne. And in a season where everything seems, you watch the news and everything is so out of control. Can I just point you back to Jesus for a moment? That he is in full control. But then let me also speak to those who are rioting and protesting. When you don't feel heard by man, God hears you. There's nothing more frustrating, and my daughter will probably tell you the same thing when I'm staring at my phone, and she's like, Daddy, 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 and my wife gets frustrated, and she says, Answer the girl! Imagine doing that for centuries. Imagine doing that for generations. And you just not heard. Today, the God we serve is big enough to handle all of it. And look, how you navigate this is, is tough, and each person has their own. Everybody has their own perspective here, okay? And, and, and that doesn't mean the person who doesn't believe like you do is wrong, and it doesn't mean you're wrong. But God is the way we navigate this. The issues we are facing today are heart issues, and the king of the heart, the creator of the heart is my creator, Jesus. So as we get into today's 
message. I just want to thank the worship team. Thank you, Luke, and the worship team for leading us. And um, I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. And we're going to read a little bit here, um, and then, then I'll kind of recap where we've been. Acts chapter 4, and we're going to start in verse 23. We're going to read 23 through 28. If you don't have a Bible with you, there's a Bible in the pew in front of you. If you don't have one at home, that's our gift to you. Um, uh, if you're at home, grab your Bible off the bookshelf, uh, turn it on on your phone. Um, but Acts chapter 4, and we'll start here in verse 23. It says, As soon as they were freed... Peter and John returned to the other believers and told them what the leading priests and elders had said. When they heard the report, all the believers lifted their voices together to, in prayer to God. O sovereign Lord, creator of the heaven and the earth, the sea and everything in them, you spoke Long ago, by the Holy Spirit, through our ancestor David, your servant, saying, Why were the nations so angry? Why did they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth prepared for battle, and the rulers gathered together against the Lord and against his Messiah. Verse 27, In fact, this has happened here in this very city. For Herod Antipas, Pontius Pilate, the governor, the Gentiles, and the people of Israel were all united against Jesus, your holy servant, whom you anointed. 28. But everything they did was determined beforehand according to your will. This morning, I want to talk to you about bold prayers. Everyone say bold prayers. We're in a four-week series on boldness, and last week we talked about, uh, yeah, bold, um, for all those who watched online uh, the last few weeks. If you didn't, go back and watch them and catch up. Um, what uh, we've been talking about is Last week was amazing boldness, and so we got introduced to this story where Peter and John went, they, um, in the name of Jesus, healed a crippled beggar, a crippled beggar. Uh, the religious elite got kind of upset about it, and so they arrested them and brought them to court. Now, court in those days... Um, it doesn't look like what you're picturing on television. They would put you in the middle, and then they would surround you. They would surround you to intimidate you. And so they asked, how? Who, who do you think you are to heal these people this way? And they said, well, I'll tell you what, you hypocrites. You killed the man that rose from the dead and now has healed this man. And he spoke with such boldness. Peter, a guy who was terrible, he would talk a big game, and then he would fall through. Anybody? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to ask this rhetorically. How many of you have uh, talked a big game and then fall through? Yeah, a 
It's real quiet this morning, and that's okay. <laughs> I saw somebody just take their mask and just, yeah, I'm not saying anything, Pastor. You're not going to convict me this morning. You're going to have to work harder than that. Oh, okay, here we go. So we talked about a boldness, and that boldness is behavior born out of belief. Boldness is behavior born out of belief. So you will be more bold based on what you believe. And so today, what I want you to take away from this morning, from Acts chapter 4, is this. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. What you pray for reflects what you believe about God. If you pray selfish prayers, you believe God exists for you. God bless me. Uh, If all your prayers are consumed with you, you may have the idea, you may believe that God is here to serve you. If you pray small prayers, you may lack faith in a big God. If you rarely pray, uh uh-oh, if you rarely pray, maybe you don't believe prayer works. You see, it's born out of a belief. So if you believe prayer worked, don't you think you would pray more? Oh, and and then there are some that, you know, they get to that, that point, they've tried everything else, and they say, oh, all we can do now is pray. You know what that says? What does that say? Now, sometimes you're at your wit's end, okay? So I recognize that. There are some that you're at your wit's end. But oftentimes we leave God, and you may believe that God is a last resort. Prayer. What you believe, what you pray for reflects what you believe. So I want to I test something out. I want to test something out. I want you to think of Three or four things, that, and if you have something to write on, you can write them down. What are three or four things you prayed for last week? Macy prayed for donuts last week. Praise God. Hey, don't don't get quiet on me now. That's good preaching. Yes. What are three or four prayers that you prayed last week? You got them? You ready? If God answered yes to every one of those prayers, how would the world be different? Let that sink in for a minute. If God said yes to all your prayers last week, how different would the world be? Most of our prayers, and look, if you feel convicted, I feel convicted, okay? I feel convicted too. As a matter of fact, I, I have a prayer book in my office where I write down things to force my prayers outside of me because our natural tendency is just to pray for me, pray for people, that what is right around me. But I think in order for us to be about bold prayers, I think we have to look outside of our self. If you want to make a difference in the world, you have to learn how to pray bold prayers. 
If, you wanna, if we want our community to look different, if we want, um, if we want uh, our society to look different, if we want things to look different, we should pray for them. We should pray for them. Most of us default to just talking bad about stuff that we don't like. Instead of taking it to the Lord in prayer. So, what you pray for reflects what you believe about God. So, just real quick, verse 23 said, On their release, Peter and John uh, went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. Now, watch this in verse 24. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. What was the initial response? Prayer together. Now listen, um, we used to do prayer circles when I was in college. We'd do prayer circles. We'd get together. Now, that that was in a pre-COVID-19 world. So we were holding hands. I mean, we were close. We were praying. And I'm praying we can get back to a place where we can lay hands on the sick and not not, uh, upset the apple cart. But listen. Have you ever been in a weird prayer circle? You ever been in a weird prayer circle? You know the circles where you get in and uh, you've got that one guy that holds this hand and uh, it's like a limp fish. And you're like, would you just grab a hold of my hand? Some, some, some of the people watching are like, man, this is really churchy. Yeah, so, so if you've never prayed, you've never experienced this and thank God. Thank God you've never experienced this. But yeah, they, they just got to, you're like, dude, you just grab my hand. And then on the other hand, inevitably, is somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. And the louder they pray, the louder they break my knuckles. That's not necessary, folks. It's not necessary. What it should look like is we all hold hands, we pray. You give a little squeeze at the end, and then you let go, okay? That lets everybody know, because some people in the circle might not hear well, and so you squeeze their hand just to let them know prayer's over. You know what I'm saying? Just a light squeeze, and then let go. Don't keep holding that hand. That's weird. It's weird. It makes everybody uncomfortable. You know that person. You're thinking of that person right now. They'll just stand there and hold your hand. That might, they might even lock fingers with you. It's weird. That's, I don't know why I went there, but just, I had to get that off my chest. But I want you to notice the very first thing that should mark the people of God is that we go to prayer. And this is what the prayer should look like. This is what they said. Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the power of the, uh, you spoke by the Holy Spirit in verse 25 and verse 27. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel in this city to conspire against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power will uh, and will had decided beforehand and should happen. Let me tell you what they started their prayer with. A recognition of who God is. Every prayer, if you have problems praying bold prayers, if you have problems praying for things that you think maybe are beyond God, I think you should start your prayer by recognizing the power of God. 
by recognizing the person of God, sovereign Lord. They're already setting up their prayer to be bold. Look, Lord, we're recognizing who you are and what you've done and what your will is. Now, do you think God needed reminded? No. But this heart did. This heart needs reminding sometimes that in order to pray a bold prayer, I'm praying to someone who can. Can I tell you today, he can. Somebody say this morning, he can. They start with a God consciousness and remind themselves. So I want to talk this morning very quickly because we're going to have a time of bold prayer this morning. I'm going to call you to it. I'm going to call you to it. Number one, two bold prayers. Two bold prayers. Everybody say, hold up two. There you go. All right. Good job. Down here. Right here. Look at you. Yep. How many? Hey, my, <laughs> Macy's like, oh. Get it down there. All right. Two bold prayers. Hold on. Okay, good. Good, good, good. Number one, pray for boldness. Now, Lord, in verse 29, consider their threats and enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Acts 4.29. They, I don't know what the threats were, but we can be assured that they were threats against their life. That's why they were in court. They were being challenged, um, and they had gotten out of court, so they were getting Threats. Anybody ever received threats? That's not fun. Um, consider their threats, Lord, but give us boldness to speak your word. Now, let me tell you something. If it had been me, and I'm giving some counsel here to Peter and John, who have done some bold things, 3,000 saved, crippled beggars walking, I don't think they suffered from a lack of boldness at this point. In fact, their boldness got them to court and almost killed. So why in the world are they praying for more boldness? It's kind of odd. Um, I would have kind of said, hey, listen, why don't you lighten up? Just, why don't you set back a little bit? You're already in the, the target of people. Why don't you just lay low, kick your feet up, watch football, if we ever get to play it again. Um, but no, they prayed for more boldness. Make us more bold. Help us stay bold. Have you ever prayed for boldness? Most haven't. I'll be honest with you. Most have not. Most people never have. You know why? They never thought of it. Maybe it's scary. Um, maybe it's, uh, it's also not me-centered. Boldness is going to require you to not be me-centered. Most of our prayers are that way. God, give me the job. Uh, can I get an A on this next test? Can this pimple go away? I mean, most of it is me-centered. But what if we said, God, make me bold. Give me boldness. So I just want to tell you one thing. If you pray for it, God will give it to you. Because they prayed for it, 
and all through Acts, opportunity after opportunity after opportunity to be bold. And look, it's not comfortable for you to be bold at the workplace where no one, um, if you work in like a non-Christian environment, it's not, uh, it's not easy to, to bring up Jesus amongst a conversation. Um, but when you pray for boldness, the Holy Spirit will bring it to your mind. I remember a particular time. It's in Cleveland, Tennessee. I spent a lot of time there. You've probably heard me talk about it. I was at a Walmart. Um, I was at the Walmart and uh, ran into somebody I knew. I just prayed because I had covered this in my evangelism class in college. So I prayed for boldness. God, give me boldness. You know, Make me bold. So... I go to Walmart. I had forgotten my prayer at this point. I wouldn't think about my prayer anymore. Get to Walmart, see somebody I know. And they said, hey, man, my marriage isn't going well. Can you pray for me? Pray for me and my wife. I said, absolutely. Let's go. So we prayed right there. I, I believe we were in the shampoo aisle. I think he anticipated me saying, I'll pray, uh, yeah, I'll pray for you, bro, see you later. I said, can we pray right now? Let's pray right now. I've tried to make this a habit since. Well, we finished praying. They walk off. I'm trying to find the right shampoo. Lady taps me on the shoulder, and I turn around, and uh, she said, hey, are you handing out prayers today? I said, do I know you? <laughs> Have I met you somewhere? I didn't know this lady from anyone. But she said her mother was sick, needed prayer. I prayed for four people in a row that day, standing on the shampoo aisle. Right? Now, hold on. This isn't a hand clap for Carl. This, is a, this should be a recognition that what you pray for God will respond to, and if you pray for boldness, he'll give you boldness. Number two, pray for miracles. Pray for boldness. Lastly, pray for miracles. Let's be honest. Most of our prayers, if we pray at all, are small. Most of our prayers, if we pray at all, are small. I can't, I can't tell you how many times I, go, I get into a counseling session and people, or, or I'm just talking to someone because they know I'm a pastor, so they want to ask me questions about God. Why isn't God doing this in my life? Why isn't God working? He's not moving. And I say, have you talked to him? Well, no. No, I haven't prayed about it. No, I haven't prayed about it. Will you come talk to my son? He's fallen off the edge. Have you prayed for him? Why is our default one to go find somebody to pray for? Why don't you pray for your people you don't like? Why don't we do that? Why don't we pray for people that hurt us? Instead, we want other people to fix it. I 
tell you today we should pray for miracles. Small things, don't stop praying for. I'm not saying you shouldn't pray for small things, but I am saying pray big. Acts 4.30 said, stretch out your hand, talking to the Lord, stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. What does a sign do? Going down the road, what does a sign do? Points you in the right direction, gives you information. Points you to the real thing. Have you ever had a, <laughs> have you ever had, uh, have you ever tried to go to the, uh, a public restroom before and they had the men's and women's signs like mixed up? Hmm? Nope. Yeah, I have. I almost ended up in prison over it, so I'm just kidding. Uh, but I, there was a, there, it was shocking. It was just shocking. Because uh, I had to go. Boy, I had to go. Signs point us to the real thing. At least they're supposed to. Miracles inside the church, miracles outside the church should be pointing us to real things. And if I'm just frank with you this morning, I feel like we don't pray big, miraculous prayers because we we don't deep down believe God can do it or that he will. Some of you don't pray it because you don't believe you will. Some of you don't pray them because you don't want to be disappointed. Don't want to make God look bad when we pray a big prayer. You know what I'm talking about. You walk into, have you, I've walked into hospital room after hospital room, and when I was younger in ministry, I would hedge my prayers just to protect God. Well, what if he doesn't do and does, and what if he does? Let me tell you something. God needs no protecting. You don't need to protect God with your prayers. You just need to claim the word of God Because this is true and it's right. We need to pray prayers without hesitation. We need to pray prayers to a big God. Acts 4.31 says this. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. I'm going to have Luke come back up. What are you trying to say, Pastor? Let me tell you. I haven't, I haven't, Posted any since since the whole murdering of George Floyd. I haven't gotten on Facebook yet. I haven't made a big long post. I've shared a couple things, and I'll tell you why. I've been in prayer, and I 
I was kind of put off by some of my Christian brothers and sisters that instead of going to the Lord in prayer, instead of instead of bringing God into the equation, they decided to bring their opinions. And what about this? What about that? And this morning, I just, can I be honest with you? Our community needs Jesus now. Probably more than I've ever seen it in 32 years of life. And, and the rub is that I know Jesus can. And as long as we live in this broken world, we're going to look and witness brokenness. Look, we have a broken system. We have broken people, broken families. And I've been looking for an answer. Like, what do you do? Because listen, what did we learn in Nehemiah? Nehemiah found out about everything going on. The city had been destroyed. And what did he do? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. What did he do? He went to his prayer closet. And he pleaded with the Lord to, to work and to move. And you know how the Lord did that? You know how he did that? Nehemiah prayed bold prayers, and then God put him in action. And so what I want to call us to today is, is we're going to have some bold prayers. And we're going to take just a few minutes, and we're going to pray some bold prayers. That God would do more than just use our tongues to say things, and that's important. But that God would also use us to move and to act towards justice for all people, towards racial reconciliation, that God would use us. He needs to use us. And so, very first prayer this morning, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads right where you're at. Bow your heads and close your eyes. And I'm not going to pray because I want you to pray. And I just want, to, I want you to take 30 seconds, and I'll lead you to each one. But the very first thing, God, I, we want to pray for the end of racism and the beginning of racial reconciliation in our community. Lord, let it start with us. Would you pray for that right now? Father, right this moment, would you convict the sinfulness in our hearts where it exists? Open our eyes to see where the wrongs are being done and to step in to be a part of the solution. God, that you created all 
people in your image. But we have to be more than just word on that. We also have to be indeed. So God, we pray this morning that you would use us, use me, God, to be an agent of your reconciliation and love to our community. The next prayer we want to pray this morning, God, we pray for the end of COVID-19 and the complete restoration of those who are currently affected. Would you pray that prayer right now with boldness, knowing that God can do it? people of God, don't pray meek prayers, pray bold prayers that God would move. Another prayer this morning, God, we pray for for you to use Transformation Church to reach all those far from you in Chesterfield County. Would you begin to pray for those lost and and dying in need of God. Would you pray for them right now? The ones right in this neighborhood behind us, Father, we lay them before you, those who are far from you, those who have walked away from you. Lord, use us to reach them. Open doors for us to serve them. God, even farther down Route 10, on Jeff Davis, God, use us Help us to partner with other churches to reach those who need to see you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask these things. We're going to pray one more prayer today. We're going to pray one more. But I'm going to ask you this morning, if you know someone who needs healing today, who is sick in body, who needs the Holy Spirit to do a work in their bodies, would you just and maybe it's you, but just right where you're at, we're not going to swarm you or anything, but would you just stand up right where you're at, if you know someone who's sick or needs prayer yeah, that's good, go ahead that's good yeah and here's what we're going to do, we're going to pray a bold prayer this morning that we're going to pray for complete healing in the name of Jesus of all those, all illness within Transformation Church. So would you just with hands lifted, voices lifted, however you pray, would you just begin to ask God with me, Father, would you right now through your Holy Spirit begin to heal and restore every illness, every darkness, every plague, every headache, every hurt. God, we lay it at your throne because your word tells us that by your stripes we are healed. And so, God, we lay and claim your healing today, this morning, right now, right now, through the power of your Holy Spirit to work and to move. And we ask this 
in the mighty name of Jesus. We don't have to pray long to you, God. It doesn't have to include lots of words, but you hear us. And we're asking you to respond right now, right now. And we'll give you praise for it in Jesus' name. Would you just say that in Jesus' name? Thanks for streaming this audio from Transformation Church RVA located in Richmond, Virginia. For more information, check out our website at www.transformationrva.com.